0: hello welcome to wide left sports today i have mtn reporter tom wiley on with me how are you doing today tom
1: mitch i'm good man thanks for for having me on
0: yeah i was i met you what was it two weeks ago about now i guess at the shrine game and i was Really happy you were willing to come on when I kind of just commented it on a Facebook post.
1: <laughs> no, man, all good. It was uh, it was good to meet you at the Shrine game. I thought it was a pretty cool story, you know, watching your, your, uh, your Shrine experience kind of come full circle, uh, going, being as a patient, an ambassador, and then all these years later, 20 years later, coming back and, and interviewing all these players and the other ambassadors. I don't know. I just, I just saw you doing it. I thought it was really cool, and I'm happy you got a chance to, to chat with us because, um, you know, it was kind of fun sharing your story
0: yeah no i really enjoyed the whole weekend i was um like i said you know i got it because i knew a guy that played on the east team so mm-hmm. <laughs> um but no i really enjoyed the whole weekend sadly my internet didn't work but it <sighs> <happens>. are there <laughs> mm-hmm. so tom what kind of got you into the whole broadcasting thing what made you want to do what you do It's, uh, you know, a lot of people
1: who get in this business, they always say like, oh, I've wanted to do this since I was a child watching TV growing up. And it wasn't like that for me. Um, I honestly didn't know what I wanted to do, like out of high school and even into college. I didn't really know what I wanted to do, Um, but I always liked video and I always liked sports. So uh, one summer I interned at a television station. Um, This is while I was going to school at the University of Idaho, where I was majoring in, in journalism and mass media but not having any clue what I wanted to do with that. Originally, I wanted to be like a commercial producer, you know, just Mm -hmm. video commercials or, you know, do PSAs, things like that. Uh, But I interned at a station in Bozeman and they needed some sports help. So they sent me out kind of shooting um, different games and covering different sports stories. And I realized, yeah, I I liked it a lot. Um, You know, to me it was like (sighs) – It wasn't it wasn't like a grown up job in a way, you know, like you still get to talk about sports and cover sports while shooting video and kind of being silly on TV here and there. Um, And that that kind of appealed to me. I didn't want anything like too serious or too heady, you know, where the the stakes are too high. And, you know, then I I, I just sort of got into it and had really enjoyed covering football games, covering basketball games like being at the games is still probably the best part of the job. Um, You know, there's nothing really that compares to being on the sideline of a good football game, Um, you know, then getting to cover it, try to convey it to people afterwards. Um, But yeah, so I had an internship, they gave me some sports duties, then they, uh, they offered me a sales job out of college, just to kind of get me in the door. And I hated it. I hated it so much. I did it for six months, uh, fresh out of college. And that felt longer than the 10 years I've since been in news <laughs> that six months, just cause it was a grind. It didn't do too bad. You know, I made some sales here or there, but um, you know, there's just something about the appeal of, of uh, day-to-day news, day-to-day sports where every day is a little bit different. And I think that's what keeps me coming back, you know, 10 years later.
0: For sure. That's awesome. So, you know, obviously through 10 years, you've had the opportunity to be the voice of, at a lot of games and convey that to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. what was probably your favorite game you've done so far
1: that's a good question um there's some that just circumstances kind of uh stand out to me you know more so than the games itself Mm -hmm. but i remember the for whatever reason you know rivalries are fun um probably the the best single game i've been to was the miracle in missoula a couple years ago the uh Grizz game where you know the, the the cats spotted uh, the Grizz I think it was 20 points maybe 22 and then came back and won that game in the second half um that was just a surreal event to be at just because you know you the, the, the <laughs> momentum shifts all the way one way and it shifts all the way back the other way um you know and and between you me and, and I guess whoever's listening to this I, I grew up in Bozeman so I was uh <laughs> there, there is a slight like cats fan in me you know I, I knew I, I liked sort of... you <laughs> <laughs> Um, it. I've gotten over it over the years because I've covered a lot of great Grizz athletes and, and met a lot of folks in the programs and such, And right. you know, you kind of have to be unbiased when you're covering sports. I don't do as much sports anymore. I do more news. Um, but uh, <laughs> you still have to be unbiased. But yeah. there was a part of me that was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, I can't believe, you know, like, if I could go back and talk to 10 year old Tom who is the most diehard cats fan of the world like he would be so thrilled about this and I was pretty pumped to be there just because it was a fantastic game too mm-hmm. um, and I've, I haven't they've I know they recently made a documentary on that game and I haven't if yeah. you watched it yet the Miracle Missoula but I have plans to at some point just because uh it's, it's a fun one to relive but so that's probably my favorite college game that I've ever watched um high school wise and I don't know why I keep coming back to this one but it just always sticks out in my head the first time I ever went to a Glasgow Malta rivalry uh, oh, cool. I think it was just the whole trip you know like uh we our viewing area in our our region is pretty big like we start in Great Falls and then we go well actually more like uh, cascade and then we go all the way to like Plentywood so you know it takes four or five hours to get to from one side of it to the next and mm-hmm. I remember I went up to Malta and uh it was my first time in Malta and it ended up being an incredible game back and forth back and forth came down to like two final plays and just the exhilaration of being there and then trying to like you know the game ended at nine forty-five, and I had to slam out this story and get out on the air at 10 o'clock like <laughs> just the the whole <laughs> uh you know the it made it, it justified the trip is is what I'd, I'd say um you know sometimes like you know man this is gonna be a great game and you travel so far for it and then it doesn't turn out but this one I went four hours for and it was one of the best high school games I've ever seen and it was just a cool atmosphere you know it was a huge rivalry game I think the winner like won the the district and it wasn't even like a you know a playoff game or anything I think it was like more to, to decide the one seat and the two seed, even though they both already clinched it but that one, for whatever reason, stands out to me is just, uh, you know, um, like quintessential Montana football, uh, a rivalry between two storied rivalries, a great back and forth football game, and just a really, really fun game to watch. And, and that one always uh, sticks in my head when people ask me, what, what's the best game I've ever seen? I would say Malta Glasgow 2000. I don't even remember 15 or 16. But I was there and I ever once in a while I watch the highlights because it's fun.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, those small town Montana schools really go behind their um, football, basketball, really anything, but they really get behind them. And it's so cool to, I would assume, go to those games, you know, being in Billings, I don't get that opportunity too often, but (laughs)
1: 100% man. And, um, you know, so I I started in Great Falls, and then I spent two years um, in Augusta, Georgia, uh, before I came back to Great Falls, uh, after meeting my wife. And You know, like I got to cover some really cool stuff in Georgia, I mean, I went to Falcons games, Panthers games, uh, University of Georgia football games, South Carolina covered the Masters and stuff but like having experienced Montana in those two years before I went to Georgia, Mm -hmm. I realized that, you know, like, the games I miss the most and the games that mean the most to me are some of those real real small town games. You know the six-man championships the eight-man championships more so than like the sec championships just because the access and the, and the vibe you get from those games is just so much better uh being on the sidelines you know you can talk to like just walk over the sideline talk to the parent of someone who just hit the touchdown or right you know like dap up the coach who you've known for a couple years and stuff and you, you can't really get that as, as the sports get bigger uh, mm-hmm. you know because there's so many layers of separation you got to go through um, you know, sports information directors and, and media managers. And I don't know, man, I just love the high school game. And I love the, <laughs> the small towns in Montana that, that play it.
0: Oh, for sure. And I mean, the thing that's so cool is like when you're at those games, one, probably the whole town is there. Mm-hmm. And two, they all eat at the concession stand and support the school. <laughs> it's like the whole town is just yeah supporting everybody. It just is and, awesome. And
1: I always try to support the concession stand too, but, you know, like they – some of these really small towns they love when news comes to their their games you know right. that's that's big time for them um uh, getting oh, yeah. to see their their teams on tv and stuff so uh <laughs> I'd be lying if I didn't say I didn't take advantage of that every once in a while except a, a couple free steaks or free hot dogs you know that's that's also part of the the, the benefit all part of, the of the job, job.
0: right yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know going back to when you were saying you were a cat fan and you had to hide your bias that made me think I, I interviewed Mick Delaney, and usually I'm pretty good about keeping my Bobcat, like, fandom to the side, but, mm-hmm. of course, he coached at both of them. Mm-hmm. And so, at one point, I said, we, or something like that, and he's like, oh, so you're a Cats fan? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm a Cats fan, I let that yeah. one out. <laughs>
1: yeah but Mick Delaney's kind of case in point like he's the coolest nicest classiest dude around so you know that it's meeting folks like those that like lets you build the respect for the other team you know yeah. like I, I I obviously liked the cats growing up because it's hard not to my my parents were Bobcat alums but I remember the first story I ever did when I was a news reporter uh my first ever job first week in the job in Helen actually is where I started uh was like a Grizzly golf scramble Oh wow! Um, yeah and I had to like push that stuff aside real quick because here I am interviewing uh Hauk was, was there at the time and you know <laughs> the athletic directors and all these other coaches and stuff and um you know then I realized like these are really good people you know they, yeah. I mean the rivalry's there it's intense but it, on both sides are just really passionate good football people I think so um, sure, you know yeah. that, that just makes you respect it and, and appreciate it a little bit more I think
0: no for sure so You know, you talk about Bobby Houck, and he's an obvious legend in the state of Montana. What other legends in our state have you been able to interview?
1: Um, You know, I think you and I have both interviewed Mike Van (laughs) Deest. You you were telling me about that. Obviously, my first job was in Helena, and I got to – that was the last time the – uh, that was their last state cha- or national championship under Van Deest uh, mm-hmm. before they kind of had a bit of a, a down few years. But in 2010, I got to go to Rome, Georgia, my first year on the job, cover an NAI national championship and you know mike van dees couldn't have been more like accommodating of mm-hmm. a young reporter who had no idea what he was doing like would give me you know all the time of day he needed would, would invite me to practice would uh you know every monday there was like a media day they hosted and he would just sit with me for a while and we'd we'd bullshit and or i don't know if i can say bullshit on, yeah, on this Say like, okay got right. yeah, <laughs> right. i don't know if it's that kind of thing um but uh yeah he was uh just incredibly awesome um you know and then there's just some guys who uh around here kind of have a reputation um jack johnson coach of cmr oh yeah you know, just yeah. Uh, all-time winningest coach in montana history i don't count with 11 state championships or something mm-hmm. like that but you know there's just kind of like a an aura about some of these guys you know who've, who've been there done that and been able mm-hmm. to um so you know he's certainly another one that that uh, stands out as just uh, man I'm, I'm appreciative that i, I got a chance to, to chat with him and he gave me the time of day
0: that's so cool yeah I remember even being in high school and I went to west so Paul Clabo was the coach when I went to high school and it was just like oh my god he's like the high school football coach at our high school because obviously Mm -hmm. he like Jack Johnson was one of the winningest coaches in Montana high school history so it's just it's so cool to see those guys and know that they're not just the football coaches they're also humans too Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know yeah
1: no no doubt about it man and I think that's where they get there their success too is yeah. you know, usually the ones who have the most success happen to be the best humans who you know right. players will will talk about their the role they've they played in their lives over the years and how they were a father figure and how you know like they wouldn't be where they're at today if it weren't for these incredible coaches like Paul Claybo or Mike Van Deest or Jack yeah. Johnson so uh, I don't know there's kind of that dichotomy um, I I just love. Listening to the coaches speak and, you know, hearing some of the stories from from back in the day, for
0: sure. <laughs> for sure. So mm-hmm. how we got to meet each other was a Shrine game, obviously. So what was it like for you to be on the sidelines for that game? You know, it was cool.
1: Um, the past couple of times I've been at the Shrine game, they've had me up in the booth doing play by play, which is a lot of fun. But mm-hmm. again, I mean, we were talking earlier about how just there's something about being on the sidelines and kind of soaking in all the energy and mm-hmm. such um and it's a little less work for me too you know the, the right. play-by-play is fun but it's it's a pretty you're you are got to be on for like two hours straight oh, you yeah. know? so uh being down on the sideline was really awesome i got to kind of interact with the patient ambassadors you know i'd interviewed them earlier in the week so it was cool to see them playing and jumping around uh even for a second i got to bring you know my daughter down on the field for a little bit during halftime uh just so she can kind of soak it in and you know uh, meet some of the other folks on the sideline and you know just like seeing you on, on the in the stands and, and seeing uh-huh. some other people and stuff you know there's there's something to be on the sidelines it's just uh you know a really family-like atmosphere you know you, you see a lot of people you know or you see a lot of people you've you've recently met and you get to say hi to them and, and talk right. them a little bit so um i don't know and the game was good too yeah uh, the i game mean was. It, it was uh you know i mean there wasn't really ever in doubt there was a, a bit of a <laughs> a scare there i think when the east uh, got a touchdown in the first half but I, I think the level of play and just uh, some of the, the the plays you did see are indicative of like the best football players in montana going at it so i don't know man yeah. it was awesome to answer your question being on the sidelines of the shrine game uh truly an awesome experience
0: for sure and what i love about it is they mix you know all the way from like six man class c mm-hmm. all the way up to the great falls billings kalispell missoula schools so well that it's just I don't know how it does how they do it in like a week but it's awesome mm-hmm.
1: yeah and I love those six-man guys you know getting a chance to to kind of show their metal against yeah. the 11-man football players for for most of those guys the first 11-man football game they've ever played in their lives <laughs> right. and, you know so and there's always a part of me too that that roots for like uh the small school kids the six man the eight man guys especially the ones who like i've covered you know throughout their high school careers so you know when i heard everyone's around here spencer leonard's name he's a six-man football player from from power uh, Dutton Brady I'd be like yes that's Spencer go Spencer you know show them how how these small town Montana guys do you know it's not just the double A guys in, in, uh, <laughs> out of Sentinel however many of them there were but yeah so. oh my
0: gosh there were There's so fun, many man. out of Sentinel
1: uh, yeah I think they're all fun. going to play college man it's, uh, they, they got a, a just a powerhouse juggernaut of a program right now
0: oh man, they really do. I know because I, of course, was an alumni from West and West has been there the last two years too. Mm-hmm. But it's like, can we beat Sentinel? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought they would this year, honestly. I uh, I recall that first game of the season they played, right? It was mm-hmm. a pretty decent game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was West up for a little bit and then Sentinel came back and won it. But yeah, I don't know. Clearly the <laughs> the two preeminent football programs in the state right now.
0: For sure, for sure. So You know, for kids that want to get into broadcasting, what do you suggest for them to do?
1: Um, you know, I think just be involved in it, uh, you know, seek out job shadows, seek out internships. Um, you know, you, you can become a reporter and a journalist from all walks of life and, and all different types of degrees too. Um, you know, if it's something you're interested in, we've had, you know, people who wanted to be a reporter at a college who have a history degree or just have a writing degree, um, and uh, I I think it's really just uh, kind of being around it and being ingrained in it because it's not something that, you know, it's not a usual nine to five type job. Um, It's it's just sort of, you know, especially in sports, you're kind of working all weird hours of the day, weekends, nights, things (laughs) like that. So, um, you know, I think if you're interested in it, you want to get into it, just uh, uh, reach out to some folks who are into it. Like we'd love to have you come to KRTV up here, Montana sports. And, you know shadow us or intern us and stuff and um you know i hopefully you the, the folks uh, who, who are interested and in develop a lifelong love with it because it's something that you know you can't just kind of be half in you have to really go no. full bore for sure mm-hmm. as you know
0: <laughs> oh yeah i mean i even with this podcast at first i was kind of halfing it and i'm like no i need to actually get into this and then mm-hmm. it's just been i do like when i came back from the shrine game i had one game or one day i had five interviews in a day dang man that's why I was just uh-huh. like, okay, nope, never again. Not doing that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: uh, yeah, yeah, no, it, it's board, great. Mm-hmm. I love being in the sports world, honestly. I mean, I'm a huge sports fanatic, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, hey, I want to thank you, Tom, for coming on today. It was amazing to meet you in Great Falls, and yeah, just thank you so much for coming on.
1: Mitch, pleasure, man. I, ho- I hope I get to see you again sometime. If I'm ever through Billings, I'll I'll hit you up.
0: Definitely. And next Uh time I'm in Great Falls, I will as well.
1: All right. Sounds good, man. Thanks for having me on. Take care.
0: Talk to you later. Bye-bye.